This is the Warm Springs Program Podcast on KWSO. The annual Columbia River Indian Fishers Expo, held in late July across the river from Cascade Locks in Stevenson, Washington, provided an opportunity for tribal fishers to learn how to improve their safety, marketing, and business skills. The event was hosted by the Columbia River Intertribal Fish Commission. It featured information, resources, and training for tribal fishers, as well as hearing from a panel of industry experts who spoke about the unique opportunities, challenges, and successes that arise when tribal fishers engage in direct sales and connecting their catch with enthusiastic consumers. Hannah Ladwig, Farmers Market Operations Director, Communications and Outreach Director for Gorge Grown Network. So for me as a um, farmer's market organizer, I look for um, an interest in enthusiasm. And that's sometimes all that it takes to sell or to enter selling a market, right? Something I love about farmer's markets is there's a relatively low barrier to entry. Um, you know, it's a you set up a tent, which if you don't have one, perhaps we can, we can lend you one. Um, but it's it's a nice way to, to kind of get your foot in the door for selling um, direct to consumer. And if you are, are interested, if you're thinking about a farmer's market, I'm happy to connect with you. And um, you know, it's not just gorge grown farmer's markets I can connect you with, but we have um, a handful of markets here in the gorge, from here in um, Stevenson to you know across the river and down east in Maupin um, and everywhere in between. And so one thing that really sets farmers markets aside from you know grocery stores and stuff is just the transparency that um, is inherent in a farmers market. So bringing that to your branding and to your marketing is really essential. Um, so advertising yourself as native cod or tribal cod wild caught, line caught, that sort of thing has, has been really important. And also just using your, your general display to um, convey your story and who you are. Joshua Stoll of the Local Catch Network. Really the power of our network are the people in the network. And we take a perspective that we are not the experts. It's everyone in this space who are part of the network that where the real expertise lies. And, our goal is to connect fishers and technical assistance providers and other people who are interested in strengthening local and regional seafood systems. And we really believe deeply that your knowledge is valuable to other people and other people's knowledge and experiences has the potential to be valuable to you as well. And so to come to this question of what marketing techniques, what packaging designs, etc., are useful and important, from our perspective, those ideas, that knowledge really comes from our network. And a really powerful part of the way that our network works is that people ask these types of questions all the time. And communities in Alaska or Maine or the Columbia Gorge respond and say, this is what we're doing, this is what is working, this is what is not working. Johanna Heron is the business development specialist representing the Intertribal Agricultural Council. It doesn't matter what level of, uh, of market you're at or what level of involvement or, or uh, access point you're looking for, if it's just for your community or if it's for a little bit bigger, maybe retail or restaurants, or even bigger than that, that you've scaled up enough that you want to do something uh, such as institutional markets or uh, export. It's, it's a fact that you can be a full-time fisherman and woman. It's a fact that you can be um, getting that food for your community. That's a success story. I, and the, I think the only thing I would add, because um, everybody made such great points, is just that um, domestically, uh, internationally, and anything post-COVID really, is 
um, this is the time where people are catching on to the stewardship and the, um, the relationship with the, the land and the water. And I think that really connects with people and it's, um, it's powerful, it's effective. Um, nobody denies it. They're all looking. Everybody's looking for that as a consumer. How do you uh, how do you share that part of the story with them? And how do you share what um, what's been passed down with your uh, knowledge base? And and how are you incorporating modern techniques into that as well? Um, people are looking for that. That's a, a huge story uh, story opportunity and, and moment. Jack Whitney is a seafood buyer from Ocean Beauty Seafoods. I will tell you that over time, uh, even though it may not be apparent to a lot of people, that the demand for the fishers' uh, fish that they catch and deliver to us that we distribute to the market has grown in popularity. Uh, there are some things about it that differentiates it from any other fishery that we do and that we participate in. What we try to do is develop relationships with each one of the fishers as they come in to deliver and we help them as they deliver products to us. And one of the things that we do is help them with the QC, QA part of it. Communication is so vitally important to building the relationships that we've had over the years. And so what we want to do is not only develop great communication at the point of the purchase, but also when they come in to deliver fish, we have the people that can communicate with them and help in any way possible to enhance the product so that when we send it out to you know, our customers, your customers, they realize they're getting a top quality product. And so one of the things we focus on is building those relationships one fisherman at a time. And that's how we built the business with our fishermen over time. Sarah Sullivan, Executive Director for the Gorge Grown Network. And then there's all these online platforms where people look for local products. So we have one through Gorge Grown. Um, it's just called Who's Your Farmer? It's on our website, gorgegrown.com. There's also a Washington uh, version called Eat Local First, and then there's a statewide one in Oregon called Oregon Taste. So you can post your products on there for free, and they're really widely visited like by chefs and institutions and just um, individual consumers. Virgil Lewis Sr. is one of nine commissioners representing the Yakima tribes of Washington. I'm a lifetime fisherman on the Columbia River. My father used to take us as kids fishing on it. Made in Columbia, putting out gill nets. When I was on council, I didn't have time to go fishing because every every year during the fishing season, fall fishing season, it was it was business, and I couldn't take time off. But now they asked me to be a commissioner. Jeremy called me and asked me if I would be interested in being a commissioner for Cricket for Yakima Nation. I thought about it, and I said, "Yeah." It'd be an honor to be a part of the commission and to help rebuild the Yakima, not Yakima Nation, but the resources, the salmon. Help with cleaning up the water. Help with making things better on the Columbia River. While I was on council, I spoke about cleaning up the Columbia. One of the things that we need to focus on is dredging Zone 6. From Bonneville Dam all the way to McNary. The, the sedimentation that is building up in each one of these tributaries is changing the flow of the, the Columbia River. 
it's creating hazardous areas. It's also creating areas for predators to gather to destroy our juvenile salmon going downstream. If we were able to get rid of the, the dredges at each one of the tributaries, that would increase the flow on the main stem Columbia and allow our juvenile salmon to get out faster into the, main, into the ocean, making the river a lot healthier and getting healthier salmon back as adults. This was something that I was working on when I was on council, and the staff is still working on it. A gentleman, one of our biologists by the name of Bill Sharp is working on this. He's been working on it now for the past two years. I know one of the main focuses that the tribes have been asked to look at is removal of the Snake River dams. And I can agree to that, but how long will it take? And will it happen? In the meantime, what we should be doing is focusing on what we can do now. Our salmon are dwindling, the numbers are getting down. And so we need to focus on that. So I'll end with that and thank everyone for being here. I'm glad to see so many people. Thank you. Aja D. Kutu is the executive director of the Columbia River Intertribal Fish Commission. We really see ourselves as a policy and technical arm on behalf of the four tribes that we represent and who have reserved treaty rights to the Columbia River and usual and accustomed areas in the Willamette River. And so we represent the Yakima Nation in Washington, the Nez Perce tribe in, in Idaho, and the Warm Springs and Umatilla tribes in Oregon. We, um, we have about 160 staff in Portland, but we also have a, a police department in Hood River. Uh, we have a genetics laboratory uh, where we do uh, world-class genetics research on our fish in our rivers for our tribes um, in Hagerman, Idaho, in partnership with the University of Idaho. And then we also have another location um, in Astoria, Oregon, where we have a coastal and estuary monitoring program. And then finally, we operate and maintain all of the 31 treaty and in-lieu fishing access sites on the river, um, and we have a, a, an office in the Dalles uh, for that. We really are a political subdivision of the four tribes, so our mission is, is pretty simple. It's to put fish back in the rivers, protect the watersheds where they live, to protect and uphold tribal treaty reserved fishing rights, to share our culture, our salmon culture, and then finally to provide services to our fisher people who live along the Columbia River. There's a lot of concurrent federal processes going on, so we provide the technical support to our tribes who are involved in uh, what is now a six sovereigns process, which is the four tribes and the states of uh, Oregon and, and Washington. And they're in the process now of uh, really thinking about this new initiative called the Columbia Basin Restoration Initiative that these four tribes and the two states have come together with to really think about the future of the Columbia River um, and what the tribe's priorities are with the federal government. And so that's an ongoing process right now. Uh, we also are trying to expand our outreach along the, on, along the river. So we're amplifying our efforts to provide services to our fisher people for fishing, but also to those living on these sites um, in terms of uh, a grant that we got through USDA, which is a local food purchasing agreement where we deliver food boxes and distribute food boxes to our people along the river of culturally appropriate food. So that'll be something that we'll continue to look with uh, the tribal partnerships for. We operate under a restoration plan called Waikanishmi Wakishwit, 
which is a 25-year restoration plan, and we're in the process of, of publishing what we've learned in 25 years. And what that will do is really set the course and the baseline for every single aspect of our work in the next 25 years ahead with climate change and the impacts that we'll have to our water, our land, and our fish. Buck Jones is the salmon marketing specialist for the Columbia River Intertribal Fish Commission. The story, the story is and people are wanting to buy local, they're wanting to buy sustainable, and we've always been sustainable as tribal people for you know, having enough fish go beyond where they can spawn and return and, you know, so we think about our future. I kind of, uh, we you always hear the native generations thinking, saying we're thinking seven generations ahead. I put it at a, even a little bit, uh, uh, like is my, my daughter's grandkids, are they still going to be able to be here and do and have these opportunities? I think... I think, you know, we got to be stewards of our land, we got to be uh, sustainable and think about uh, the future as, as in current day, because our elders behind us, that taught our ancestors, they was thinking about us. And so how are we going to be able to think about our future kids? Because the setting today and the words that were spoken was like amazing. You know, our tribal fishers are still here. We've been here since time immemorial. We went through a lot of changes in the uh, the river system, you know, global warming and things like that. But um, but we're, we're still here, and and this this panel and this expo today actually showed that that some of this network is a national international network, and they want to tell our story. And that, and I think that's important, you know, that they that they. Of course, we're isolated in our region here or whatever, but we can, we, we're still here and we got a story to tell, so let's let the world know about it. I think that's what has been, uh, what, what I would think that was really uh, like a, a, a take from today. From waters to markets, empowering tribal fishers and public sales in farmers' markets on the podcast edition of the Warm Swings Program. For KWSL, I'm Will Robbins.